My fears were true. Why did I always fight my instinct for the truth? It doesn't matter. Now I journey through it and toward it. And may I soon venture beyond it. Charred remnants of my old childhood home. That's all there was as I passed through. Left as a symbol, I'm sure. Wolfram always did love reminding me that when he found me, I was living in filth. Couldn't see my own beauty. You're not like the other queens, he had said. I will never forgive myself for smiling at that. He did always pride himself on his ability to separate the wheat from the chaff. I will never forgive myself for smiling at that either. My only comfort now being he clearly sees Sabrina as his most prized crop. So I continue my journey. At this point, I've passed more bodies than I can count. They say if you sleep on the salt flats, you die. But most of these seem more to me like they're waiting to die. Glassy-eyed. Between worlds. Did they lay down on purpose? I scavenge what I can while the vultures fly above, waiting for a taste. And I find myself thinking, they seem like they might be tasty too. Wake up to the job at the bell. No sweat, now feeling swell. Gee golly, it's a beautiful day. You're gonna burn my troubles away. I'm going to live. My, my family made like a ransom note to send to our cousins as like an invite to a birthday party or something Is this like a that? thing you should be admitting on the record? <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to, it was like a joke thing. Oh, sure, sure it was. Man, sure it was. had to have been so much, yeah, no, we didn't mean it. When, 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 the, when the cops come around, is that what you tell them? It was just a joke, it was secretly a, a birthday invite, it definitely wasn't a real threat. I... I pretend to be a mime, and they have no evidence to the contrary. <laughs> and legally, you can't make a mime testify in court. Yes, we all uh, know that's the law. And that's anti-disestablishmentarianism, I believe. <laughs> okay, so last we left the adventure, the party had been searching Harp City for smugglers. You came across people who were smuggling drugs, but Corton cut a deal with them. You came across a grizzly scene at a dentist's office, and you left that problem behind to be someone else's problem. And then you went to a fish market where uh, Vindros botched and was abducted, and then Sabrina started yelling and she was looking for smug- smugglers, at which point the team was taken captive. Yeah. Vindros got kidnapped for like the billionth time in like four episodes. So we'll we'll check out on Vindros in a minute because she has been snatched up and taken to a higher floor by an unseen (laughs) unseen Aarakocra, which are the bird folk. It's another episode in which I don't have to think about the fighting at the start. I can let everyone else work out what the strong and weak techniques are and then I can just swoop in at the last minute. This works for me. 
Uh, so we joined the party. Currently, uh, they have been taken. They're not. They haven't been harmed because Sabrina succeeded on her uh, persuasion check. Uh, she said, um, "We're looking for smugglers," and then all the smugglers came out and escorted you into a back room away from the front-facing part of the market. You're taken, in fact, into a small uh, metal room. It probably was a freezer at some point in the post-apocalypse. Uh, they have to like bring in like magical. Uh, basically like never melting ice cubes instead of it being run by electricity. But this, this just places heaped high with fish heads. There's guts on the floor. It's a pretty uh, gross place for you all to be. So the, these, uh, these guards here are anthropomorphic shrikes. They're, they're bird people. They each have like uh, rapiers basically on their hips, but they they aren't threatening you. They take your visible weapons, which is the heck bow and uh Corton sword, but they don't like shake you down and take all your items or anything. Um, and you're you're led in here where the the boss of these smugglers is a large pelican in a dapper suit, uh, chomping a cigar. He eyes you all uh, with a, a tone of superiority. Uh, so before we start this conversation, I want to note something, which is that last episode, Corton, you went into the drug den and you failed your Constitution saving throw. Right. So you got a you got a face full of whatever they are smoking in there. I am high as fuck. Exactly. And we didn't really uh, work. It's going to be a stretch for me. <laughs> yeah. We didn't really workshop the effects of whatever you inhaled. I think now is a good time to do that because I want you to whatever the effects of this drug are. I want them to manifest in this conversation, and you'd like to take the lead boldly. I don't know if this means you're going to be like fast talking and erratic or like hallucinating and grandiose. This is kind of up to you. What kind of role playing yeah. choice you want to make? But I think it'd be very funny if it takes a while for it to kick in on humans, and now is when suddenly the ride begins. Right, gentlemen. Uh, I'm sure we can come to some sort of an agreement. Uh, the pelican Don uh, ch- chomps his cigar, looks at you, and says, Hey, what are you trying whoa, to do? Whoa, 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 whoa. Not all at once, guys. <laughs> what? I, I, mean, I need you to speak to me one at a time, or else we're not going to get <laughs> anything resolved. The pelican looks at his uh, Shrike guards quizzically, and they all shrug, and he says, Hey, I'm just trying to, why are you coming into my place yelling about uh, some crime and stuff? You don't need to draw that kind of attention. Whoa, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, um, you all are, like, really, like, do all three of them have to talk in unison? It's very loud. Uh, can I roll an insight check? On, on Corton? No, on the, the, the Pelican dude. Yeah, he, he already knows, she already knows Corton's weird. Yeah, a 17. <laughs> With a 17, uh, Sabrina, you notice that these people's demeanor is something you've seen at people who come to the castle and want an audience with your father, which is to say these people want to make deals is what these people want. Oh, okay. Okay, look, can I just talk to the purple one? Like, (laughs) hey, what's this guy's problem? He's weird. Okay, all right, all right, fine, fine. The green one it is. Now, listen. We don't want to disrupt any sort of, you know, like operations that you've got going on here. Actually, we're here to let you know that uh, some heat's coming on you. Yeah, you all come bringing the heat with you everywhere you go. You all running around town. And we'd love to leave town. Nothing we'd like more than to leave town. It's just there's this thing. We can't leave town unless we find a smuggler. (laughs) That's stupid, right? Well, maybe we can help each other out here, see? 
Uh, okay, all right, all right, all right, blue guy, I gotcha. All right, let's hear it. What, what, what kind of arrangement can we work out? Because all I need is one smuggler. Now listen, we want you out of the city. We want to keep doing what we're doing. We want the government to look the other way. You want to leave the city, and you want to you wanna what? What do you need? Actually, it's funny you should mention that. I'm setting up a little spot. Little uh, a place for like-minded individuals who aren't necessarily in favor of the current s- social order. You get what I'm throwing down here? You're a revolutionary. You're trying to convert the pelican? I, I, I like to have a lot of wives. My point is. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I see. No, I get you. My, what I'm thinking is I'm going to be needing a place that, that's, that's going to be able to be separated from a lot of these other problems. And a place would be very welcome to an individual like yourself who might need to pass through safely at some point in time. I've got the spot worked out. We're just going to need some supply runs. Yeah, we, we could hook you up with some supplies. We got people coming and going, all kinds of settlements. And we get the fuzz off you. And best of all... We leave town. All right, here's what let's do. All right, we'll hook you up. We got a brand new salt skiff, state of the art, all right? It's got the the armor, it's got the clear coat. Mwah, you can't believe how good this thing looks. We'll hook you up with supplies. You go, you do your weird perversion shit, it's fine with me, all right? All we need is you to maybe, uh, you know, plant some evidence to get the uh, the king and his bastards off us, you know what I'm saying? Great. Just uh, show me where to plant. Um, got a real green thumb. <laughs> okay, so Sabrina and Lola, I want to make what's happening very clear here. Yeah. Uh, you were offered a salt skiff by Young, and so you would have aligned with him and, I guess, Marcel kind of tangentially. Uh, that's one path you could go, basically working for this uh, bad government who is under the God King. Or you could throw in with a criminal element and work against them and kind of... Th- this is basically what's happening here is the season has a big fork. Either you can try to take down the God King from the inside his organization or you can become basically post-apocalyptic raiders. Um, see, I... I'm I'm gonna level here. I'm totally. I don't really. I'm down for either. Honestly, I don't got no ties to the God King. He can suck my dick. But uh, Sabrina, I think maybe you might have a stake in this, right? White Wolf, not Sabrina, whose name I don't know, even though we already established I know it. Uh, so as Corton's making that deal, Sabrina's just going to walk up to him and say. Wait, we don't need a boat. We already have one. The Romance Dawn with Captain with 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 my first mate Young. But this boat this boat will be new and shiny and can also be yours. But but I already made a deal with Young. And you do not need to keep that deal. You are the White Wolf. You lead alone. But it's also okay if you do want to make that deal. Nothing wrong with sticking to your guns. I don't want to betray Young. And I I don't want to plant evidence that gets Marcel in trouble. 
Can I just say this is a great conversation to have in front of the uh, the the crime boss that that wants to make the deal. <laughs> um, actually, I think the pelican will speak up and say, "Hey, listen, you, you, it's hard out here. Everybody's got to eat. You know, sometimes people got to go to jail. It's fine. It's just make sure it's not you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Make sure it's not us. And listen, these Thrykreen, yeah, they're oppressed by the government. It's terrible, but, you know, it's no excuse to work with them. This this young fella, I've seen him around. He's hanging with the God King's bastard, you know? You don't want that kind of collaboration? I like them. They're nice. And I feel bad because I, I feel like I broke things in there at some point. But I, I made their job a lot harder, and I don't want to anymore. That sounds like some Thrykreen racism, Mr... Hey, listen, I ain't up here about no racism. I am an anti-government, you know? I'm trying to take down these corrupt fat cats. Well, uh, but then if if you're not, you know, discriminatory towards the Thrakkreen, why'd you specifically say you can't trust those Thrakkreen? I am just saying. Because they're working with they're working with the, the Wolframs. You've seen it. Not all, not all of them, yo. We say yo now. <laughs> we say yo now he's just yeah he's just specifically pointing out that although the thrykreen are an oppressed people the the ones you're working with have are basically like collaborating with the government and the government is corrupt so he's he's implying that you know they can't be trusted he said it in a bad way mm-hmm. now i don't trust him we're not we we're not here to trust him we're here to get a boat that's ours with no strings attached to a government that will betray us immediately. But there's also something to say for sticking, you know, keeping your promises or returning a kindness when somebody's shown you a kindness. I made no promises. Well, that's fair. Um, if the White Wolf wants her boat, she can have it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm, 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 on, I'm on her side here. There's something to be said. For being honest and sticking to what you said you'd do. And, you know. Really? There's something to be said for being honest, <laughs> Lola Bees. Um, not telling you my secret is not lying. I did lie about what my secret was. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't think I ever said I would tell you guys. So technically I didn't break my word. Uh-huh. Look, if you two want to ride off on your little skiff, you go ahead. I have bigger plans than this anyway. Like what? Well, I don't know that it matters anymore to you. Sabrina seems genuinely hurt by that. The pelican speaks up and says, Hey, listen, y'all gotta agree on this. Can't let some collaborators go and some not, you know what I'm saying? The only way people can keep a secret is if everyone's dead, you know what they say? They do say that. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I'm I'm not saying I've got any love for the God King, but I think we, No, that sounds exactly like what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is that maybe we should consider that Sabrina here has a more vested interest in this potential than we do. Oh, a vested interest in a father who cares so little for her that he just lets her run off to find the mother that abandoned her so long ago. It's not my father's boat. It's going to be my boat. This could be your boat. I don't need it. I just need to get out of town and set up my post. What did Young do to you? Nothing. He's not my problem. He's a collaborator. 
just because your parents are shitty to you doesn't mean it's not going to be hard for you to decide to potentially betray them. And I think it's only right to let her make the decision with her feelings with that in mind. In, in the background of this scene, you can just hear Vindros very quietly in the distance, just like, ah, <laughs> it's drifting on the wind. <laughs> Why are you so attached to this child? Stranger who just showed up. Because somebody's gotta show her what's right. She, you know, and... She can, seems to be capable of doing just fine on her own. So what's your interest? I, you know, I have sympathy. What am I thinking about right now? <laughs> uh-huh. He's implying that you have psychic powers and can read his mind. Uh, I don't know. You're thinking, oh, I'm Cortana. I'm being a jerk because I don't want to be helpful. I'm just thinking about oral, actually, but that's... All right. Vindros, how are you? <laughs> I, I don't know. How am I? How am I being treated by my captors? Is is this like I've just been left in a room and left, or like am I am I you know you know the waterboarding started? Oh no, this is a comedy show. I, I don't know what end of the scale we're on. <laughs> no, so Vindros, you're walking through the fish market, and a trap door opened above you into the floor above, and just two bird arms reached down and grabbed you and yanked you up into the next floor. Um, and so that's kind of where we cut last episode. We re rejoin you. Uh, the door on the trap door on the floor has been closed and locked, and you are in a room with your captor. I'm going to put an image in the roll twenty. It's a, it's a vulture. It sure is. Uh, this is actually a female bearded vulture is the kind of bird this Aarakocra is. It's like that Pokemon I don't like. <laughs> uh, they're actually really cool, intense birds. I have a pretty normal one here in the Roll20, but uh, they, they kind of look like they are wearing eye makeup in real life. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I can do a different picture. But... Yeah, yeah. I like it. Those albatrosses. She has this kind of intense look about her. Uh, I'm specifically picturing, you know, like uh, Japanese delinquents. <laughs> mm. They have like a very specific like fashion and aesthetic. She's a bird person, but she Is has the, that. The old like long, long skirt with the bat. And... Not just a bat. It's actually a large, uh, what appears to be a leg bone. Perfect. Yes. And she's like looking at you menacingly, kind of like eyeing you. Hey. What, what, hey there. What? What you after then, friend? What, 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 what do you want? I thought you looked interesting. Yeah, well, I'm gonna let you know. You're like the fourth person today to try and kidnap me. It's not gone well for any of the first three. Just letting you know up front. Oh yeah, what happened to them? Um, they all ended in various states of. Uh, let's just say none of them are gonna be coming, coming, coming back anytime soon. Ooh. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Sounds like you do, huh? Yeah. So she has, in one hand, she has this bone, which is, like, as tall as she is. And with her other hand, she, like, grabs you by the leg and starts dragging you across the floor. Uh, not, like, hard. Just, like, pulling you back playfully. And remember, you're a bug and she's a bird. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm aware of the... Uh... The power dynamic is intense. Vindras is gonna summon her uh, spiritual weapon. Mm. All right, what form does it take? 
Can I make it take the form of a whip so that I can try and get it around something to be like, eh, you're not pulling me away any time, you know, try and try and hook it around something. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Why don't you make an attack on, I will say like there's a beam for the ceiling here. At nine, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, I like, okay, so you like summon a spectral whip and you try to whip it up to the ceiling and I think she just like thrusts the bone up and catches it. Uh, the whip like wraps around the bone and then she pulls you up to your feet like that's how like she yanks the bone back that's attached to the whip and you were pulled like up like against her almost and she like hisses in your ear like let's dance roll initiative oh shit okay <laughs> 21 uh well i'm rolling a straight d20 so i'm not gonna beat that uh 18 where were you a minute ago 18 <laughs> Yeah, uh, so she has you pulled up like close to her, and then she shoves you back, and then does like a leaping strike, overhead strike with the bone to try to bring it down on you. Uh, six, that fails. So you, wh- tell me what you do. I think I think Vindras just no sells it, just like let lets it clang against the armor and just doesn't so much as flinch. That's the aim. It's just eh, really is that is that how hard you're gonna hit me? That gonna do it, huh? You used to a little pain, huh? I'm used to people worse than you. Show me. Show me, show me, show me. <laughs> oh, she seems way too into this. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. Why do you think she's locked up on the to the higher floor? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um Let me Google something quickly. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's like how to deal with horny vulture <laughs> at google.com. Uh, surprisingly, it's brought up zero results. Uh, who would have thunk it? I am the first person to ever Google that phrase. Do y'all know about vultures be ruining people's houses in Florida lately? It's real great. Um, dude, it's like always millionaires too. So they're just going home to roost. Ha! Oh. Right, fuck it. Yes. I'm gonna try casting Inflict <laughs> Wounds. All right, tell the audience about that. Uh, that that is a spell where I do a ranged spell attack, and if it hits, I do a bunch of necrotic damage. I I I just cause wounds to happen. Uh, let's see if that hits. It, it is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it it, it just that's a crit. That's twenty six. Oh lord. Okay, let's get that that damage roll going. Cut. Uh, twenty damage. Yeah, tell me what that looks like. So I think the way this is going to manifest is because the Spectral Whip is the the weapon Vindras has currently got summoned, um, it's going to be like a lot of little cuts across the skin as if just like lots of flicking the whip at her. Just one after another, cuts start showing up on her. Yeah, so there's like a wave of cuts somehow, like passes through the room magically and like slashes across her and she like squeals in delight and she says, magic? I didn't know you all could do magic. There's a lot about you, me, you don't know. Uh, you don't tend to learn a lot about someone when you just drag them through the ceiling and don't, you know, ask their name first or whatever. You know, some basics that open up with some some icebreaker questions, you know? Uh, yeah, so it's her turn. She, like, leaps through the air, she takes flight for a moment, and, like, tries to basically tackle you to the ground And as she hits you. Uh, first of all, strength contest. Uh, right. Oops, five. <laughs> Fifteen. So instead of tackling you, she just glomps you, and <laughs> she says, "What's your name?" Well, I mean, it's polite to share yours first. I think. 
You are the one who pulled me through the roof. <laughs> she says they call me Staples. I mean, that's a pretty cool name. And then she bites you. <laughs> um, Sabrina, Corton, and Lola, what do you have? You three decided anything yet? All right, I'm gonna get down on my knee. Well, okay, I don't have to get all the way down on my knees. I'm short already. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my hands on Sabrina's shoulders. And I'm gonna say a thing. Uh. Listen, I I have no great love for the God King. I don't give a shit about him. He's not great. But that doesn't mean that you need to feel that way. And so what I'm trying to tell you, I guess, is I'm with you. Because you're the one with the most stake in this. So you don't have to go with how Corton feels or I feel. You need to go with what you feel in your gut. Corton just sort of looks down and takes a deep sigh. There is the other thing of how do you expect to say no right now? Yeah, there are four armed men in the room. So Sabrina is going to look to Corton and say, so if I make a decision, you'll go along with it. <sighs> I mean, I will. I don't really have a choice in the matter. I guess what I'm going to attempt to do is turn to the pelican and attempt to cast Charm Person. Okay, so the, do you have the sorcery ability to make this stealthy? Because there's a stealthy casting, otherwise the four people will see you and then stabbing is going to start. So I guess I, I just need to make clear the situation. The situation is if we say no, we're going to be attacked. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that seems unfair. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Crime Boss, it seems like you are being exactly fair right now. Can I bring that to your attention? I mean, I ain't going to tell anybody. I ain't no snitch. All right, then I'm, I'm going to cast a different spell. Uh, I'm going to cast sleep on all the minions. Like, you do realize that going the other way is snitching, right? The other choice. That's true. <laughs> Sabrina, go, go, that is Shush, snitching. They don't know that. Shush, they don't know that. All right, I love this. So, Sabrina, roll for sleep. Uh, so, I'm going to cast at level two, so I'm going to get a couple more dice. And I rolled a 29, which isn't that good. It is because the four guards in the room are minions, so it's actually a fourth edition concept. Basically, they all have one HP. Oh, okay, good. Fuck them. So, uh, paint me this picture, Sabrina. Basically, you're in this room. There are four men surrounding you with rapiers. Uh, there's a, the Pelican crime boss, and all of a sudden, four of them just collapse around you. What, what cool thing do you do? Uh, well, we already established that when I cast sleep, I go... <laughs> so, I want to do that. And then I want to stare the pelican in the eye and say, no, thank you. We already have a boat. Hell yeah. Okay, that's very cool. So the four guards collapse. Uh, not only do their rapiers fall, but also the Heckbow and Corton's sword are fall at your feet. Um, the pelican man, of course, is like startled and takes a step back, but he doesn't lose all of his confidence. And in fact, he yells up at the ceiling, Staples! Can I now cast Charm Person on him? 
Uh, this is yeah. With I mean, it's disadvantage because you're now in combat. Okay. Staples. What's a staple? So, uh, what he would have to do is make me a wisdom saving throw, and he has to get a fourteen or better. <laughs> Twenty three. Oh, that's pretty I mean, good. Yeah. All right. So, Vindros, uh, right now, uh, the Aarakocra woman staples, the kind of vulture bird person, and I put a new image in the roll 20. Do you guys see how it looks like they have makeup on? Uh, That's a really good good, image. That's a good good bird. I'm much more interested in this character now. (laughs) Yeah. So, she's basically glomped you, and then she just, like, bit, basically bit you, like, in the neck, and is trying to, like, wrestle with you, but not, like, fatally. You did a a ton of damage to her. She's actually bleeding all over, but doesn't seem to care. Um, and then you hear a voice from down below yell, Staples! And she, like, perks up, turns around, and, like, does a backflip off of you. Very acrobatic. She has wings, so she, like, does it, like, half flying, half jumping, and begins running. And she's, she's like, I think she might even yell back over her shoulder, and she say, You want to see this? Want to see what? Uh, and she has already kicked open another trap door and leaped down with the bone held high. I mean, I'm going to be honest, Vindress is kind of interested at this point. She's going with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Sabrina, uh, actually the, the ceiling opens up and a huge vulture one flies down and clubs you over the head with a giant bone. Uh, eight, she misses. No, somehow, even though my AC is horrendously low, that still misses. <laughs> I wonder what happened there. Do you think maybe Corton like picked up the sword and blocked it or Lola? I would like to, cause that would be cool. Ooh, what if I like shot an arrow at it and knocked it away? That'd be really cool. Yeah, I like the idea of actually, uh, like retroactively, her giant bone club has a bunch of arrows already in it. Oh, I love it. It's like a, a like a delinquent's bat has yeah, nails yeah, yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's a really cool it's very image. Cool. I still want to blow. Pew! That's a bow noise. Uh, so Staples drops down next to the Don, who reaches into their giant mouth pocket and pulls out a wand, which is D&D for gun. He's got a gun! <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> um, am I in this initiative? All right, so first up is enemy combatants. Uh, the Don, uh, this character, you don't know them as any proper name. They're just the Don of crime in Harp City, uh, points his uh, wand at... What's the most gun-like spell? The Don's going to point his his wand at the group and shatter all of you. So it's just like, boom! Uh, all of you, uh, I believe that's a constitution saving throw? Oh, boy. Sure. Not you, Vindros. You're in the top floor. Oh, 14. 11. 14. Uh, the 14 save. The 11 does not. Of course not. Uh, 13 to the failure. 6 to the success. Um, and then uh, Staples is going to take another swing at Sabrina. 24. Uh, it hasn't loaded up on my screen, but that's a hit. Nine damage. She just absolutely creams you with the, the club. And it is. Uh, so it's Vindros in the order, but you have to use your turn getting into the fight. So you run across the floor and jump down through the trap door. Yeah, yeah. I jump into the middle of this beautiful mess. Yeah, and I think the Don says to, to the group, like, I see you've met Staples. How'd that go? I mean, she's ble- she's bleeding, so, I mean... I I feel like the biggest way you could upset Staples would be to not hurt her. 
Yeah, she was a street kid we took in to be an enforcer. You know how she got that name? First first time she went out on patrol, stapled a guy to the ceiling. What's a staple? (laughs) Staples looks at you and says, I'll show you. What are they made out of? Because there's no metal anywhere, Austin. There is metal. It's just rare and valuable. So there's just staples around? Sure. Yeah. There's an office supply store somewhere. Someone raided. You've never played Fallout, have you? I've watched people play Fallout. Okay. Uh, Lola, it's your turn. It's my turn. I would like to shoot an arrow at the dawn. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a ranger, and my favorite enemy is um, humanoids, and so because of that, I get plus two to damage rolls with my weapon attacks, um, and so I'm going to shoot an arrow. Also, as a kobold, I have pack tactics, which means I get advantage on the first attack roll and make against a creature if at least one of my allies is in within five feet of me. I crit. <laughs> well, roll damage. <laughs> All right. I rolled 10 damage, but it's double because I crit, right? Yep. So okay, so I think this is great. So uh the the Dawn's like, "You don't threat, you know, you don't scare me. I have my best enforcer here and she's out of her mind." And you just shoot him right through the the mouth basket. How you like that? Yeah. Um so yeah, he is absolutely infuriated by that. It's not as ton of damage, but it hurts. Um Sabrina, your turn. All right, so I'm going to take the advice of what was just said, and uh, if the best way to deal with Staples is to not hurt her, then I'm going to not hurt her, and I'm going to try to put her to sleep. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. That's so good. So I'm going to cast Sleep on her. All right, uh, so Sleep, you actually can't target. It just goes to the person with the lowest HP. So 20. Yeah, so one of these people is like a, a psychotic dangerous barbarian and one is a regular guy in a suit so which one do you think falls asleep you tell me buddy i think what happens here is the pelican guy falls forward uh, as he falls asleep and lands on the the crossbow bolt which is Stuart's quill still in his neck pouch and it gets like shoved through his head oh um so unless somebody's gonna do something about that he's gonna die all right, and since I cast a spell i'm gonna give an order i'm gonna a- tell uh, Lola to attack again Oh, God. Lola? Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I was eating a cookie. Uh Uh-huh. All right, so attack the the man again? Or do you not Uh, Well, he's down on the ground, so you probably want to attack the the bone lady. And she's also a humanoid. Um, Crit? Holy shit, Lola. (laughs) Lola Lola has that, that strong... No, it's only eight damage because I rolled a four. Yeah, it's not a lot of damage. Uh, so this fight, she still has health left, but this fight's over. What happens is you shoot the, the, the dawn in the throat, and then Sabrina makes him fall asleep, so he lands on it, shoving the bolt all the way through his throat uh, as he falls over on it. And then you turn and you shoot uh, Staples, I think, like, through the gut, and you actually pin her. Is this a real use of irony? Uh, ironically, in against the wall. Like a bug. And they pin him in the wall. Yeah. Uh, so she is stuck on the wall, but she is like, she's bleeding from her stomach and like bleeding from her mouth. And she seems psyched about it. She like reaches down, runs her hand through the blood and then like, like spreads it across her eyes like makeup. Okay. So it's like, it's the Pelican guy like behind a desk or something. 
No, this is explicitly not his office. This was like a, a fish freezer. Um, I I want to roll medicine to keep him from dying. I don't need him to like. I'm trying to like make him whole again. But I I don't think you know. I'm be like at least I'm not gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, I rolled an eighteen. <laughs> yeah. So tell t- tell me what you do. All right. So I'm gonna go over, flip and flop him over, pull the quills out, and just like go. I don't know, whatever's similar in tech. Maybe I asked, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I take one of his feathers and use it to, to stop the bleeding. <laughs> so you just, like, rip a bunch of his hair out and jam it in the wound? Because it was, well, I ain't got no gauze. Um, I'm going to turn to Staples. Uh, I think we're done here. Uh, you know, I, I'm doing y'all a service by keeping him from dying. Please tell him that when he wakes up. And, you know, we can just go our separate ways. We don't need to confront each other again. No, we do. Because this is the smuggling ring, and we have to turn them into Marcel. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get out of here with the least amount of trouble. So Corton has pulled out his uh, notebook <laughs> and his quill, and he's quickly jotting out notes uh, to the minions saying, hey, listen, didn't do a great job, but there is a place for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. So you're going to try to convert what's left of this uh, smuggling ring into your followers? Yes. Um. All right, roll persuasion. Okay. To double, to double make sure everyone is on the same page here, all of the, the gang members in the room are unconscious. Uh, but there are still some outside. Oh, that's important to know. Yeah. Okay, see, that's why I was about to be like, let's get Oh my him god, outside. what the fuck? <laughs> why do I keep botching? This is ridiculous. You will never grow your cult. <laughs> Roll 20 is not a fan of your sex cult. It has just not been good. Well, all right. They're the, never the, joining. The, the chronicles of crit botch continue. <laughs> I actually like this because, I mean, the dice help us tell the story. And it, it, this could have been a season about Corton successfully doing this. But I think it falling apart all around him is also very compelling. <laughs> very rapidly. Yeah. My God. So, Corton, you begin slipping notes under the door to the remaining gang members, asking them to join your cult. And there's no immediate response. Uh, but you begin hearing movement outside. People are forming up on the door. They're like doing swap tactics to murk you if you try to leave this freezer um and right now staples is still stapled to the wall and she says <laughs> y'all are fucked this is so good hey staples you don't seem like you eat the kind of person who'd have a lot of fun stuck up there on the wall <laughs> wouldn't you have more fun helping us fight our way out of this doesn't that seem like a more fun use of your time it depends. How often do you have days like this? Every day's like this. Uh, a lot. It happens more often than you would think. We have been traveling for four days. Every day <laughs> has been like this. Also, you f- you seem pretty horny, and that's like their whole deal. And so. that's the thing, though. Like, you'd think everybody's horny. This would not be so hard. <laughs> see, see i the first thing i told you was that i've been kidnapped like four times today this is just what we do 
Come on, go on. Uh, Staples like braces the the bone up against the wall and like pushes herself off of the quill, like <laughs> like pulls up, like there's no back on it, right? Because it's not an arrow. Hot. Uh, and like pulls herself through it, and then just like looks down at the wound and smiles, and she says, "It's twenty to five. I think if we each take four, we can get out of here." Hell yeah, we can. Yeah, you know, I I'm down. Let's let's cause some trouble. All right, so here, instead of doing a 20-person combat, I want each of you to tell me the specific thing you do, and then we'll do a custom roll to see how well you do. Mm. So here's the situation. The five of you are trapped in a freezer. There are four unconscious, or five unconscious bodies, counting the Don. Outside are 20 shrikes with rapiers. What do you do? Um, For me, I want to, like, rapid-fire... Uh, not have instead of having Stewart go in for the second attack, I just want to like pew 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 the, my four like machine gun style, but with porcupine quills. All right, that's just a range attack then. Do two? That's right, because two. Uh, they're both twenty-one. All right, so that's Lola. We'll we'll paint the whole picture after everyone's decided what they're doing. Um, Vindros is gonna pop an enhance ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to get get advantage on that strength. And I think her plan is to literally just gra- have the axe baloney and just full-on, like, shoulder charge at the crowd. Just full force, as strong as possible, try and take a big smack at the group. Your new girlfriend's gonna love that. Yeah, I, th- I think that'll go over well. <laughs> okay, so you're tanking in the MMO sense. So what they're going to do is they're going to attack your AC. That seems like the, the best way to measure this. Yeah. Um. So here's two attacks against your AC, 12 and 13. Neither of those comes close. <laughs> All right, so the rapiers uh, impact your armor and shatter. Huzzah. I guess to fit with the theme that we're all actually doing cool things. <laughs> hey, you be as you be as terrible and not cool as you want, Chris. Because part of me was like, I mean, I could just cast invisibility and sneak out. I mean, it's you know, but is that what is that what the wife wolf, the the hero of this team, would do? You said wife wolf, which is an entirely different season. I think <laughs> is that what the white wolf would do? Uh, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna cast sleep. That's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to kill these people, so I'm just gonna cast. How many sleep these motherfucking pick- things do you have, bro? Uh, well, I've I've used five out of my seven spell slots so far, and I think three of them have been on sleep so far. So, uh, yikes! There's gotta, a lot more of this arc to go. Yeah, a couple more. Hey, you know what? Shut up! <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me that. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna cast sleep, and I'm gonna make all of them go to sleep. Yeah, so, I mean, this roll almost certainly succeeds, but go ahead if you want to. 14, so very low numbers, but... Against four people, each with one health, though. So, uh, Corton... Hot dog! Corton, what do you do? Okay, so Corton's going to cast Calm Emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, read that for the audience. So, uh, you attempt to suppress strong emotions in a group of people. This is how he gets out of a lot of problems, (laughs) I suspect. Uh, Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose must make a charisma saving throw. They can choose to fail if they wish. And if they fail, I get to choose from one of two effects. The one that matters here is that I can make them indifferent about creatures of my choice that it's hostile towards, i.e. us. Uh, All right, charisma saving throw. 20. 
Jesus fucking Christ. What? Fuck you, Roll20. <laughs> this is personal. I'm taking this personally. Uh, so, yeah, they're still pissed. <laughs> all right. So, paint me this picture to you, all, all four of you doing this. Because you're locked in this room. How do you exit? And how does this all go down? Just, Vindros, do you, like, bust through the door? Because that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think if I'm going to try and tank this, I think it's... Uh, let's assume the door swings out and Vindros is literally just... Charge, kick the door, swing right into the group. Yeah, and a, so the first wave of attackers start stabbing Vindros, but they're no match for your armor. They leave themselves open. Lola, you just start headshotting fools. I want to do the, like, spiral out. Yeah. And then, like, catch myself on my knee, and then pew, 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 pew. You basically just John Wick all these birds. Yes, 100%. Uh, behind you, Sabrina peeks out, and she just waves her hand, and four of them fall unconscious. Just... Boop, just like knocking over bowling pins. And then Corton walks out, arms spread. He's like, hey, hey, <laughs> come on. We can, we can work this out, right? Uh, four rapiers to the guts. <laughs> oh. 12, 19, 9, 8. 12, 19. Well, I mean, he, you know, yeah, Corton is fucking wrecked. Um, the 12 and the 19 both hit, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's 19 damage. Yeah. Jesus. That's uh, unconscious Corton. Oops. All right, Corton, this is a culmination of all your attempts to g- use your charisma in this arc. Uh, what kind of injury do you take here? Because it does have to be kind of cool, right? It doesn't have to. It can be really lame, and that could be cool. No, it does. It does. I mean, but no, no, but lame. In, in, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, some thought has to be put into it. What if it gave you a giant penis-shaped scar? (laughs) (laughs) Like, right over your abs. You know, if you, from a certain perspective, like, if you have a well-defined set of pectoral muscles Uh and really well-defined abs, it does kind of, I mean, am I not? (laughs) I just had the worst thought. Oh, God. Does the torso not kind of already resemble glands and- What if there were little lines coming out of it like it was splooed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Why not, Austin? Now imagine a V-neck shirt, right? (laughs) No, I want to do something that actually, um... He's going to lose his nose. Oh, shit. Wait, for real? Like the Sphinx? Yeah. That means you'll be even more legendary, though. That's so brutal. Fucking Peter Dinklage didn't have what it took to go through that, man. I applaud you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Corton's going to lose his nose. Corton is taking such a turn this episode. Like full nose or like nose tip or like... No, I mean like he has no nose now. Like flat cartilage. Oh my God. Skeletor shit going on on that nose. You should get it just card... No, you can't tattoo cartilage. That's so brutal. Okay, so a rapier comes in from the side, like goes through the nose and just takes it off on the plunge. You go down, uh, hands on your face, and then the last person out of the freezer is Staples, who caves that person's skull in, uh, down into their body, like their head ends up in their chest cavity when she brings the bone down. Do we know anybody who knows how to sew? And then maybe we can take, we're going to take one of these beaks. Right, because they're already dead, and then we're gonna attach your beak, that no, that beak. As I know mending, and this is a break or tear oh. that is less than one foot in dimension. 
That cannot be the use of that spell. <laughs> Probably yes. not. But... Bird beak, bird beak, Corton with if the I, beak. If I hold on to his nose and just cast Ray of Frost into it, it's kind of like keeping it on ice, so we, we should still have time to reattach it. <laughs> Can we freeze a bird beak onto where his nose used to be? Okay, so a lot of things are going on right now. The The issue is there there are still four combatants, Corton's people he didn't take down. So here's what I want. Um, Vindros, you're trying to help him. Uh, why don't you roll medicine? And then Sabrina or Lola, tell me if how you're gonna if you're gonna keep fighting. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot. Yeah, shoot again. more. Uh, oh, that's 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 a seven on medicine. Oh, oh no. no, I got a sixteen and a botch. Oh no. Oh. Uh, does a sixteen hit? Okay, so here's what happens. The first thing is Lola shoots another guy square in the face. He dies. And then she tries to shoot another person. And uh, what do you do with your botch? Do you have a good idea? Usually I just have you shoot a teammate, but you've been doing that a lot. Do you have a new idea for your botch? <laughs> um, shoot, I... go ahead. No, go ahead. Shoot Corton again. Go ahead. I was going to say I trip and I shoot my foot. <laughs> but I, I mean, if you really want me to shoot you, I can. I know, I mean, it's okay. So you're doing all this John Wick shit. You're very cool. And then you, at the end, you do like a, a cool. I trip, I trip over my overalls. <laughs> yeah, you do like a cool roll and you end up just shooting yourself in the foot. So roll damage on yourself. Uh, Vindros, you rush over to try to help Corton. And with your seven on medicine, you cannot reattach the nose. Yeah. And in fact, you know that this is a permanent injury. And yeah. Corton's going to have to reassess some things about his life and feelings. Yeah, that was that was as... It may not sound as bad as a seven, but with a plus nine modifier, that was as close to a botch as it could have been. Well, yeah, because it was to my benefit. Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Right, yeah. <laughs> Staples, take a beak just in case. <laughs> Do you want to roleplay this? I feel like this is a big moment. It's like you're holding his bloody body. It's like a war movie, and you're like, don't go into the light, Corton. Like, what do you what do you two say to each other? Hey, hey, Corton, Corton, it's 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 all gonna be okay. It's all gonna be okay. You're doing all right. You're doing okay. How's it look? Hey. You're still the most beautiful person in this fucking room. Oh. Right, but how's it look? <laughs> it is a sexy as hell battle scar. You this is gonna go down in your legend. This is this is the 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 battle that the battle that will be remembered. <coughs> How do I clear my sinuses? <laughs> With increased difficulty. Corton <laughs> like passes out in your arms, and you see uh, Staples crushes another guy with her club, and then she turns to you, Vindros, and says, "Why don't you use that uh that cool cutting spell on these guys? Come on, get us out of here." Um, yeah. In 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 a moment of a lot of a lot of anger, uh, Vindros is going to throw out another of those inflict wounds. And so it's like a wave of cutting. It's like a very like metaphysical concept, right? It's like instead of a fireball, it's like the concept of cutting flies across the fish market and just tears the remaining shrikes to pieces. Woo, go Vandross. Um, Good job. Vindros at this moment is going to pick Corton up and start trying to use healing magic on him while just starting to carry him right out of here. 
Um, but yeah, what do you all talk about as you walk across the city? So there's this, there's this like war zone that you're leaving. There's just dead people everywhere. This fish market's destroyed. You've left a, a wave of corpses in your wake. Um, and you're all walking. People are, you know, running and screaming, trying to go get guards. Uh, what do you all like talk about or do as you recollect yourselves? Well, that went a little wilder than I planned, but, uh, you know, it went, it went okay. Other than the nose. I I was gone for a couple of minutes. You all got into some real, some real, some real shit, huh? Someone didn't want to take a free boat. (laughs) That really is what happened. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry that somebody didn't agree. So- I don't know what the solution is, but we need some kind of Vindros uh, getting getting kidnapped alert system because apparently I cannot leave the room. Leaving leaving the room is the bad things happen when I leave you all unattended. Let's let's stop by the whistle store on, <laughs> on the way. Can I carve? Do I know how to whittle? Get a nice little bell to put around my wrist or something, you know. I don't know how to whittle. I was going to try to whittle a, wh- a whistle, but I don't have that skill. Oh, everybody can whittle. A whistle? Whittle a whistle? Everybody can whittle. Whittle a whistle? Commence the whittling. <laughs> what, what's the role for riddling? Is that is that sleight well, of hand? Riddling isn't something you really should just be giving to any kid. So, well, yeah, okay, we're we've lost the plot. Um, so basically, Vandross, what happened was we got uh, you were kidnapped. We were talking to the mob mob peoples. Uh, they wanted us to plant some evidence on. Uh, you know, the other people, the goo boy and young, and, uh, uh, Corton wanted to do that, and I see why, and I said, I didn't feel right doing that, if Sabrina didn't feel like doing that, because she has a personal stake, um, and I stuck to that, and then, uh, we got in trouble, because we said no, uh, and then, you know, you were, you, you were there about after that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Staples, are you still around? Uh, I don't know if birds can chew bubblegum, but I like to think Staples pops some bubblegum in her beak and, like, blows a big bubble. It pops, and then she says, should have taken the boat. (laughs) What if she has pop rocks, and every time she opens her mouth, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There are no bad ideas in brainstorming, Lauren. (laughs) Chris? Yeah. What's up, bud? Sabrina just saw like 20 dead bodies. Yeah. Uh, we'll handle that later. Sabrina, what is what are you doing as you walk? Are you just quiet? Yeah, I think she's kind of quiet and she's like feeding the uh, Christian snail. She seems uh pretty on edge. But I think she I think she's trying to walk faster than everybody else. So at some point you're intercepted by guards because you all were walking away from the site of a large massacre. Um, and you're brought back to Marcel's office, and he is not there, but Zur is. And Zur is very uh, excited and anxious to see you. Um, and he also sees the giant bird person who's with you, which puts him on edge. Um, Corton, are you still high? No, you're um, you're like half conscious. Yeah. I'm pretty sure getting your nose cuts off will kill your high. Mm. Hopefully it's at the very least dulling a little of the pain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. God, one can hope. Uh, so, so Zer says, so I heard you got into a bit of trouble. 
Yeah, you could say that. Do you know anyone who's good with noses? He don't got one no more. Yes, I know. I don't have a nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Zara says, I don't know about noses. I don't know any noseologists or noseographers, but maybe a cool mask. Maybe a cool bandana. Maybe a cool... Maybe cool it. (laughs) (laughs) We could do something with your look, man. You don't have to walk around like that. Hey, hey, Jesus! he is a beautiful man who is just going to have a little bit of nasal problems now. That's purely why I'm asking about the nose thing, is if we can help with the sinus clearing. I mean, are the are the holes still, the nostrils are still there, so I feel like a neti pot would still work, right? Zer says, let's not focus on the holes right now. I'm always focused on the holes, Zer. <laughs> Stop thinking about the holes, Lola. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm pretty much always focused on the holes, too. <laughs> Vindros, uh, do you want to take him into another room? <laughs> sure. Yeah, don't take your girlfriend too. I think she might eat me. Mm. Staple says, "Now nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna steal some stuff. Bye." <laughs> oh, okay. Have fun. I love to steal me something extra. <laughs> she just starts walking around Marcel's office. He needs to stop letting you all in here. He does. Uh. Vindras is going to point out to Corton that uh, she she thinks that Staples might be a convert to the cult if you promise that there might be some light hitting involved. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Zer says to Lola and Sabrina, we got all the deals worked out. We're going to get shipments to the Glass Forest. Everything's working out. It's all good. It's What a great day. Thank you so much. Uh, I really, uh, yeah, us. <laughs> I, I doubt their commitment to sparkle motion. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, Zer says, uh, Sabrina, you okay? I'm fine. Um, I'm glad that you'll get your supplies. Is, I, I just need, is my brother here to final, finalize everything? No, he went out, uh, he had someone to talk to, he said he'd be right back. Uh-oh. I don't like that. In the meantime, do you want, uh, what Diana gave me to give to you? I guess, Yeah. Um, so now the deal's complete, so Zer pulls out a scroll. It is a scroll which can cast the spell Legend Lore. I will now read to you what that does. Name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. Oh. So you came to the bat you came to the bat folk and asked about your mother, and they said if you set up a trade route, they'd give you information you need to find here to find her. Here is a spell, which you can tell it a name, and it will tell you everything it knows. Uh, I will take the scroll, and uh, I'm going to say, do you mind if I have a moment? I need to I need to go to the restroom. Ask, ask the scroll where Corton can get a new nose. Uh, Zer says, yeah, sure, whatever you need. Yeah, cool. I'll be here. So Sabrina's going to go off. Uh, She's going to find somewhere private where she can lock the door and she is just going to sob. Oh, no. Comedy podcast. Yeah. Sad baby. Because she feels really bad about Corton. (laughs) Yeah, that was quite an interesting build up, too, because you were like screaming at each other. It's like, I don't need you. Yeah. why Why are we even doing this? And now it's like, oh, God, no. What have I done? Uh... I guess, you know, I'm just bandaging my foot. 
Hey, sir, look, I shot myself. Why'd you do that? Oh, I tripped over my pants. <laughs> I got a little overexcited there. Yeah? So I'm a real hit dice also. So, Lola, are you going to keep traveling with these weirdos? I, I want to be there for Sabrina. I don't necessarily think... I don't think the other two are, you know, are necessarily uh, out to get her or hurt her, but, uh, yeah. It really seems like you have some kind of personal attachment to this character you you barely met, huh? Some some kind of past prior relationship of some nature, maybe, perhaps? Or may- maybe I just have sympathy for a young'un who doesn't know how to use their powers fully. Um... So yeah, I mean, right now, Young is going to give you all a salt skiff to travel across to Wormwood, and everyone else's mission is pretty clear. Sabrina wants to find your mom, Corton and Vindros are going to try to, uh, if not actually build a real cult, at least something cult-like. Uh, but Lola's motivations are secret, and so Zer is like trying to suss out what you're, what you're even doing. Uh, my, you know, my, at this stage of my life, my whole plan is... You know, I'm just, I want to travel to wherever I can, see no locations, new locations, not no locations, because that'd be pointless. Uh, but new locations, you know, meet some new animal friends. That's, you know, that's why I've been out and about. Now, uh, I can also do that while helping, you know, trying to guide young Sabrina. I don't really have any deeper motivation than that. I'm just... I don't know, out here, experiencing the world. Skiff seems pretty small. How many pets do you think you can fit? I mean, I, a, a lot. There's tiny frogs. There's tiny dogs. There's tiny hogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's little, little like chipmunks and shit. They don't all gotta be big, and they don't all gotta come with me either. We can just meet and enjoy each other's company. You ever tried talking to animals? It's real fun. Well, you're bringing the mantis, and then you're bringing the bird. I don't know if there's room in me for... I don't know if there's room in your group for me, you know what I'm saying? Couldn't you, like... uh, Could we put, like, a a pole up, and you can, like, sit on it or something? (laughs) You get, like, a double... (laughs) Wait, hold on. Yeah? No, I just mean I just mean that we could do a double decker. This is really not getting better. I just wanna It's not getting no This this is not helping on your whole I'm nothing like the two horny ones bit of the, the I've been whole corrupted. Deal. Oh no. I don't know, I mean you don't gotta come with us if you don't want to, but uh, you know, even though you did just like Attack me. It was at, you know, it was for Sabrina. She thought I would do something bad. And so that I do respect because I'm no mother. But <laughs> I'm I'm no mother. I'm no father. I'm not even an aunt. Or an uncle. Or a cousin. But, I don't know. She's, she's got no, she's got a, she's got a fucked up dad. She don't know where her mom is. She's really strong. I just... Somebody needs to be there to support her, right? For reasons other than, like, wanting to join a horny cult. 
<laughs> so I'm I'm asking you, Lauren, now, I guess. Do you want Zer in the party? Yes, I would like Zer in the party. Okay. Um, so it looks like you've recruited recruited Zer, Staples, and Young. That's probably it, huh? I was really hoping once again, this is my foolish pattern I keep repeating. It would be either Young or Staples and not both, but this is a classic uh courage or objectivist scenario I've backed myself into. <laughs> I mean, you'd have a hard time convincing uh, Vindras to not have Staples come on the journey now because she she's she's bought in. Yeah. I mean, also plus if you think about it, they can take turns riding in this gift, and then like some they both can fly. So like some like half the day one I guess is hitting the skiff and the other has to fly, and then they swap out. Plus, then it's like we have two scouts. Boom. Vindros, I think at a certain point you uh, help get Corton's pain under control and he uh, takes a brief nap and Staples pulls you aside and she says, you never told me where you got your magic. They told us that bugs can't do magic. Oh, um, from Corton. He's, he's, he's wonderful. He, his, his whole deal is he is, he is a wonderful healing man of many, many wondrous, wonderful adventures. He is a... He's he's a man of many stories, and I, I I thank him every time that I'm able to use magic. Listen, Beefcake, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but you were still casting spells when he was unconscious. I mean, that's just how potent and magical his source of magic is. He just emanates it. She looks extremely skeptical. I don't know how seriously you take this, but it's not ambiguous at this point that she does not think that's what's happening. I'll I'll put it this way. For Vindros, she has no better explanation as to where it's come from, and it has been a thing in the time that she's been devoted to to Corton, and it wasn't really before, and it it makes it makes sense to her. Mm-hmm. The specifics are unimportant. The timing makes sense, and she it feels right to her. Okay, uh, but Staples has raised the specter of your magic not coming from Corton, so maybe have that yeah. in the back of your mind at some point. Sabrina, do you ever stop crying? Absolutely. It's not that long. It's a moment to let it out, and then she seals herself back out. And we've, if her brother been there for the the two minute bathroom cry, yeah. And if her brother's not back yet, I mean, she's going to cast a spell. All right, yeah. So the way this scroll works, uh, some scrolls, if you're like a wizard, you add it to your spell book and you have it forever. This one, you like set the paper on fire and it casts once and then is gone forever. So do you grab it? I freeze it and it shatters afterwards? Of course. Yeah. Um. So normally this all happens in your mind, but if you want, we can put, we can like reflavor the spell so everyone can be gathered together and get the lore together. Or do you just want it by yourself? Uh, hmm. I think Sabrina. I think Sabrina wants it by herself, as she's mentally like. Because here's the thing: it says to name or describe a person, place, or object. But I, I don't know if she knows her mom's name. So I like to think that the way she gets a spell to work is by channeling all of the the memories she can have of her mom. Oh, which probably aren't very complete. So where do you go? Do you just go into Marcel's room for privacy? Yes. Okay, so you, uh, yeah, so tell me, yeah. So paint me the picture of you casting the spell. Uh, so I want the spell to, like, the scroll to kind of be hovering in front of Sabrina as she's channeling through these memories. 
And from the bottom of the scroll, you could start seeing ice crawling up the scroll, like crawling frost, essentially, as she's pulling through these memories more and more. And then finally it reached the top and just shatters into pieces. All right. And so, Sabrina, you were hit by a rush of knowledge. I think you were like maybe magically like picked up off the floor and you like your eyes glow and like all the furniture starts shaking. It's like a powerful, I think, fifth level spell. Yeah. So a lot happens. Um, the first thing you know is your mother's name. Her name is Frida. F-R-Y-D-A. That's good to know. Frida Wolfram. Uh, she is a kind of genasi that is uh, often re- referred to as a vacuum genasi, also known as a void genasi. Uh, well, that sounds really cool. Dope, dope, dope. Vacuum is a combination of air and negative. Uh, for those keeping track of the genetics of this season, uh, not real genetics, D&D genetics. Uh, but Frida Wolfram is a void genasi, um, and she has power over like the, the absence of matter, like vacuums and voids, like black holes, basically. So the consorts of God King Wolfram, after each one failed to produce an heir with a conduit, was exiled from the castle. And they all went off into the Wormwood Wasteland, uh, basically to fend for themselves. Um, at some point, the the ex-wives, the, the consorts, decided to join a rebellion. Not all of them. Some of them joined a rebellion against the God King, which was crushed. You learned about this because this is what happened to Marcel's mother. Was this connected to the Aethar? Is that the same... Yeah, the Aethar was the yeah the Aethar was the rebellious uh, faction that tried to overthrow the God King in the backstory. Um, but your mother did not join this rebellion. She saw them and thought that this whole thing was ridiculous and there was no future for her or you in this current climate. So she left the castle on an adventure of her own. Um, in a way, oh, okay. you leaving kind of mirrors her adventure. You like see images of her walking across the wasteland with like a bandana across her mouth, like a sword on her hip. She's going on an adventure much like you did, um, just kind of going off into the wastes, like a, a, a heroic adventurer from one of your books. Um, you know she crossed through the glass forest. You know she went to Harp City, um, but at some point. Uh, some kind of magic prevents you from seeing all the details. Uh, she maybe uh, uh, came into possession of some kind of magic which could hide her location from people trying to find her, presumably the God King, uh, so that she couldn't easily be like located and captured or killed. But you do know what she was looking for on this adventure. There are two things your mother was after. One is another person with a conduit who could... Uh, either overthrow the God King successfully, unlike the Aethar, or at least make her life better because <laughs> the God King sucks. And she doesn't want to just be a, another scavenger in the wasteland. She wants a, a nice life uh, for presumably, you know, Sabrina as well. Uh, so she's looking for a, someone just as powerful as the God King to join up with. The other thing she was looking for was something she read about in the God King's library, which was a piece of another world, which is rumored to be somewhere in Wormwood. A piece of another world. Interesting. Hmm. I hope it's the Witchlight. It probably isn't, but I miss that guy. 
Um, so yeah, she read in like a, a forbidden book in his library about that the, the basically the backstory of the apocalypse, which none of you really have a great understanding of in character, but the idea that there were many worlds and they all crashed into each other, and the world that exists is a combination of them, and somewhere out there is an untouched piece that could give her a different life. Did I see any images to suggest where she might have gone after Harp City? Like any sign, any sign that said like spa or gore fields. So Harp City is where she found the magic, which could disguise her movements. So you don't see where she left for, but I think you do see some of her research, which is that she has reason to believe that the two things she's looking for are in those two places. Uh, there is the rumors of a conduit who has tried to take over the gore fields, tried to, to assault and take it from the God King and make it their land. And there is rumors that the reason the spa is able to exist in the post-apocalyptic wasteland is because there's a piece of another world there that makes it so idyllic. All right. That's good to know. Uh, do you have any more specific questions about her? Does she at any point seem to still be wearing the necklace? No, she gave you the necklace before she left. Okay. Uh, did she seem happy? I think she reminds you of yourself, which is to say excited about the prospect of adventure, but also terrified and lonely. Did she have any friends? She was also traveling with an animal befriending lizard and some horny people. <laughs> Um, not to your knowledge, no. Oh, I had to find her fast because she needs friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what you know. Your mother is uh, Frida Wolfram. She escaped from the castle to go on her own adventure. She's looking for someone or something that can give her a better life than either being the consort to a cruel man or a scavenger in a wasteland. And you have she researched these two possibilities and has leads in the two lo- main locations on the map you haven't gone to. Okay. Dopeness. Uh, and so the spell wears off and you float back down to the ground. All right. I'm going to head out. Let's see if Marcel's there. All right. So, Sabrina, you go downstairs and rejoin the group. Everyone's together. Uh, before we uh, move on to the next thing. Uh, Corton, are you going to do anything to augment your look? Do you, do you want a cool mask or do you want some kind of thing? Or are you just letting all the nose out? Um, he's going to take to wearing a veil. What kind of veil? Like a little one? Like a, was it a Matanza or like a, like a bridal veil? Uh, just a, or like, just a simple white veil. He already has a hood to go with his, his cloak. So it would, you know, just be an eyes exposed thing at any point. Otherwise, well, that's very mysterious. He's just adding to the mystique of his legend. Yeah, but it's also like flat on his face, and so somewhat unsettling. <laughs> you can tell there's no nose. Yeah, you can see that there's no nose. You just can't see that there's no nose. Uh, so after the the party regroups, everyone is healed from the hit dice, but we have not long rested, so spell slots don't come back. Um, the party regroups and kind of waits for Sabrina to fill them in. Um, before Marcel comes back into the room, uh, where do you all want to go next? I just want to get that locked in. So Sabrina is going to see the rest of the party, and she's going to say, I got the gift that the bat folk gave us. And I've decided we're going to the gore fields. 
Okay. Uh, have you used the gift yet? Because it would be really useful to 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 ask about noses. Or have you have you have you used that up yet? I don't think it helps you find noses. It's... I don't know. You have you asked it about noses? How would you even attach the nose? You have to sew it on, and there'd still be a scar. I'm just saying. I mean, s- scars are hot. Vindras, it's. <laughs> There's not going to be a nose. What's in the Gorefields, child? My mother's looking for somebody with power. Somebody that that has that gift thing that my father wants all the kids to have. So I'm going to go and find whoever has one and find out how I'm supposed to have one. Okay. I bet that's, I feel like you probably like the sound of the Gorefields, eh, Staples? Yeah, Staples looks absolutely uh, giddy at the prospects and says, oh, I've heard stories. I can't wait. And you see like she has like since the last time you saw her, Lola, she has taken to using the blood from her stomach wound to just paint like pictures all over her body. Well, that one's (laughs) off her rocker, but (laughs) good for her. She's having a great time. It's it's the closest that um, Vindros and Corton have come to to pulling someone into the fold. So like Vindros is happy. She says, uh, when we get on the road, ask me why they call it the Gorefields. Well, why can't you just tell us now? Yeah, I'd rather know now before we set off in the direction of the Gorefields and discover it's horrible. You kids these days and your instant satisfaction, you have to wait for it. It makes it better. I mean, All right. she's, a, well. she's a vulture. It's a Gorefields. Of course, it's going to be a place she likes. Mm-hmm. It's in the name. Yeah, Staples is down. She wants to see the gore fields, and Zur just feels indebted to the group for helping the bat folk with supplies and basically letting them join civilization and not being shunned. So, uh, and also, Young wants to see the world. Young isn't here right now. Uh, we'll get to them momentarily because right now uh, the doors fly open and Marcel marches in, and he looks agitated. Well, hey there, Marcel. Why you look so agitated? Don't you hi there, Marcel? Me. What did I do? More like, what did Sabrina do? She didn't do anything. What do you mean? Uh, you told me when you came here that you were being you were being escorted by Je- Gentleman Branwell. He's somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, is that true? Yes. It hurts my feelings that you'd lie to me. I thought we were, I thought we were closer than that. I just helped you arrest the big smuggling ring in the city. And that's why I'm here without guards. What are you talking about? I just went to send a message to Gentleman Bramwell. I assumed you were somewhere in the city, and I had a, a psychic send him a message, uh, cast the spell message, and send him a, just a little how you do. And I find out he's in the castle. Oh, he's supposed to be back. Tomorrow, he must have stopped. He forgot his keys. The the oven was on, and he had to feed. He had to feed his cactus, so he'll be back tomorrow. The dog had to go out. I get to roll a deception and trick him, right? <laughs> Marcel says, "Sabrina, if you lie to me again, we're done. Do you understand?" Fine. Now, what is going on? I'm trying to find my mother. 
I don't want to be in the castle anymore. I know the castle sucks, but it's not any better out here. I haven't been bullied since I can't left. No, you've just been involved in a massacre. Is that better? The bat folk now have supplies, so it's good. Um, I don't think he says anything. I think he just shoots you a look. That's like, okay, there's a bat folk in the room, so I'm not going to say something explicitly racist, but it's like, he gives you a look like, who gives a shit, basically. And I know more about conduits, too. It's all dangerous knowledge. Why would you want any of this? Because if we're supposed to have it, then we should have it, and then Father wouldn't need to keep sending our mothers away to die. And what do you think finding her is going to accomplish? So you can die together? No. I'll... I'll have a conduit, and then we can change things. You're ten. And you're stupid. That's why she's got chaperones. Really? Ten? She's she's ten. Ten and I a mean, half! I'd have taken her for... I'd have taken her for fourteen, fifteen, No easy. one asked you, Mole. Marcel, I want you to apologize to my friends. I want you to go home. Sure. I... Well, no, I'm not going to. I told you I wouldn't lie. I'm not going home. I'm finding my mother. And if I'm lucky, I can find yours too. I'm not sure it's up to you anymore, Sabrina. Is it supposed to be up to you? What do you mean? The castle is on its way. I thought... I thought I could trust you. It was going to be a really nice boat. <laughs> uh, as Corton as, as, uh, as elbows Vindros Marcel says and I thought I could trust you and now look at us both looking very stupid and foolish there's a bunch of us here they already hate like all of us anyway because we're not the right kind of people why you gotta give him Sabrina we can just like rough you up and we can fucking go you don't gotta do this I'm not doing this if you hadn't lied you to me, let us go. If you hadn't lied to me about Gentleman Bramwell, I wouldn't have sent a message. Now he knows. The castle's on its way. I can't do anything to stop it. Listen, I'm not telling you that you gotta try and stop the castle. Uh, but you not stopping the castle doesn't mean you gotta stop us. You can just not stop anybody. Yeah, we could just get on our boat and get going, and that's that. Or are you just gonna do whatever you're told, like you always have? You, you got overpowered by us, the very strong bodyguards. Marcel says, Young's waiting down at the stables. He could only get two, two mounts for the skiff. Alright, well, then maybe we should be on our way. You could work with us, Marcel. I tried to stop you, but you outnumbered me. I went down valiantly. Alright, well, good looking out, homie. Uh, he casts Magic Missile. Whoa. Uh, which never misses. So, everybody but... Okay, so, Corton, Vindros, and Lola each take two damage Ooh. as from his hand ejects a small streaking projectile, just a magical kind of uh, force bullet, and they all hit you. They don't hurt... Particularly bad, but if somebody tests, if someone does like magical CSI on this scene, they'll see that he fought back. I'm gonna shoot some of Stuart's quills into a bunch of the walls and like his desk and stuff. All right, yeah, tell me what you all do. Can we like open drawers and fucking like throw them across the room like it's a robbery? <laughs> just because it seems like fun and this is the only chance she's gonna get, 
uh, Vindras is just gonna axe baloney into like a nice fancy looking wardrobe. <laughs> just give it a good smack. Stuart's gonna chew on all the upholstery. Make a big, make a big dent into it. Corton's gonna lift his veil and blow all of the like built up old blood and oh, and god. mucus. <laughs> oh god! From his nasal cavity. <laughs> oh god! Into the scene. Sabrina's just going to run up. And hug Marcel around the legs. Aww. Uh Yeah, he puts a hand on, on top of your head and like ruffles your hair and says, I'm sorry we couldn't be honest with each other. That would have been nice, wouldn't it? We can do it next time. When I see you and I'll have a conduit. That'll be nice. Um, and then I think uh, Staples but picks him up and chucks him through a window. <laughs> Staples, she's, Staples, calm down. She says, I helped. And then she runs out of the building. I kind of love Staples. It would be real. Uh-huh. What's not to love? <laughs> uh, I think as the party uh, begins running to the Stables, you see Young, the Orchid Mantis, is... Uh, Tending to two uh, creatures, quadrupeds, who are going to pull the skiff. So the skiff has a sail and it has wheels. So it can go uh, if there's a strong wind or if it's pushed or something. But also people use, uh, you know, like the equivalent of horses to pull it. Of course, this is dark sun. And so the skiff is pulled by some very strange animals. I'm going to call them shark horses. Awesome. (gasps) Oh, are they bullets? Uh, no, so that's a land shark, which is a different thing. The, what you're talking about, bullets, are kind of things that like uh, go through the sand like sharks and then jump out and eat people. These... Can we get bullets at some point? Sure. Uh, but awesome. These, are, these look like horses. They're like from a distance, they look exactly like horses. And you get close and you see they have oh, 10,000 razor sharp teeth and they have a fin on their back. Nice. Yeah, that is exactly what a shark horse would be. I would like to go up to both of them and use my primeval awareness, which means I can talk to animals through sounds and gestures. Um, I just want to be like, hey, hey, y'all. Thank you for doing this. We know it's not it's a tough job. So uh, pr- you have you any can snacks talk you with- prefer? Uh, I can't talk talk, but I can communicate simple ideas like thank you or and are you hungry and do you want a snack? Yeah, and they can they communicate back to you, presumably. Yeah, so I can learn like their emotional state and if they need anything and stuff. Yeah, they communicate to you two simple ideas, and they are blood and oats. Oh, blood oats. I'll work on that later, little guys. Ooh, can I just... <laughs> like, hey, 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 Staples, let them lick your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Staples is that kind of pervert. Yeah. All right. Uh... So I guess as we're, I assume it's kind of almost like a chase because we're trying to run to these boats, right? Absolutely, Before, like, yes. More guards show up. Yep. So like, as we get near the boats, I want to yell out, First Mate Young, ready the romance dawn. You can't take it away from me now, Austin. That's the name of the ship. Fuck you. <laughs> it's canon now. You said it. I can't edit yeah. it out. <laughs> the romance dawn. Vindros and Corton have no problem with that name. I am pretty confident. That is, that was yeah. fine. 
totally fine. In fact, out of all of the decisions that Sabrina has made without including anybody else, this is Corton's favorite. <laughs> yeah, agreed, Favindros. This is a great name choice. Uh, so Young hoists the sails, and the sh- the shark horses take off, pulling the skiff uh, through uh, Harp City towards uh, the gore fields in the distance. And Do it's, they it's neigh? Be- yeah. Do do the horses? Do the shark horses neigh? Unless you can think of a more interesting noise they can make. What's a shark version of a neigh? Would it be like a bubbly neigh? Like a blue, 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 blue. Exactly. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and they start taking off at full speed. Uh, the gore fields are more than a day's travel. So once again, if you fall asleep on the salt, you don't wake up. So luckily you have a skiff to sleep in. We'll see how that lasts because as you leave the city limits, you see something looming in the distance. Is it a tremor? Is it trouble? Uh, this this shape looks like a mountain, but it's coming towards you. We go the other way, hopefully. <laughs> I rolled perception. I got a twenty-two. Can I perceive it? Yeah, Lola. Uh, so I just assume you just like what sk- sk- clamber up the mast and look out over the crow's nest. Yes, or or maybe Zer picks me up and flies me over it. Yeah, perception buddies. He can sw- he's a scout. He can swoop down, pick you up, and take you closer to the thing. Uh, you see, as it breaks through some cloud cover, what is coming towards the romance dawn is a castle. Oh God! It's a whole it's a whole castle. <laughs> <laughs>